Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. It gives me great pleasure. Thank you very much uh, for uh, coming on the show, Nat. It's uh, it's awesome to have you to have you here. Uh, Nathaniel is a director of uh, BB Consulting, and um, uh, he actually uh, got over four hundred million dollars uh, for his clients from LinkedIn Strategy. So it's fantastic, and um, he is um, uh, he has some awards from LinkedIn. He is a speaker and all that. Nat, uh, it's fantastic to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Nat, can you, can you first uh, just introduce yourself, who you are? I mean, I said like a few things, but uh, please, can you tell us uh, what you do and uh, what, um, what can you do? Yeah, sure. Um, well, look, I um, recognized the need about eight years ago in Australia to um, start a lead generation uh, um, agency and training company that specializes in, in LinkedIn specifically. Um, I was in digital marketing prior to that, found that LinkedIn was the most effective way to generate leads. And uh, since then, we've been able to post content, which, you know, I never really sunk my teeth into too much. I was doing a bit on YouTube. I was actually, um, when I was in university, I was a hip hop artist. So I, storytelling and being creative was um, something that, that appealed to me. And um, writing, even writing articles as well as video content, um, I think that storytelling is a huge aspect of, of content marketing. Um, and I really just practice, uh, I, I, tr- I learn through trial and error. Um, once something works for me, then I offer it to my clients. When it works for my clients, and I share it as content on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yeah, YouTube's been really big for me lately. Um, I'm very passionate about what I do. I think that... Um, marketing is very you know we never know which direction it's heading but we know that it's changing faster all the time and so to be at the cutting edge of the industry is quite exciting there's never a dull moment uh, Nat, we're talking about LinkedIn, about uh, you know um, what what is LinkedIn, why is LinkedIn important. But before before we deep uh, dive into that, I would like to ask you uh, where your journey started with LinkedIn because I think like many of us we had probably you had a LinkedIn profile for some time uh, before you start generating some uh, uh, some real business from it can you tell us uh, about your journey on LinkedIn yeah absolutely absolutely look I am I'd uh, just finished up um, uh, failing at a real estate business (laughs) after moving back from Asia I ran out of money after about eight months and um one of my friends called me up who had a web marketing agency in Perth and he said, uh, you're really good at sales. Would you be interested in going over to Melbourne and then starting our Melbourne operation in web marketing? I've always worked in real estate, you know, hadn't sold web marketing before. I said, look, um, why not? What's the best uh, target audience? And he said, oh, if you can get plastic surgeons or cosmetic surgeons, they're the best. They know nothing about marketing. They've got loads of money and they always need new leads. And so I was like, okay, cool. Wrote a list of all the plastic surgeons in Melbourne, uh, tried door knocking, couldn't get past the practice manager that was at the reception desk, tried cold calling them, couldn't get past the practice manager again. And I was like, oh, what's this um, social media site that I signed up to recently, LinkedIn? And, and there's a profile picture of me at a nightclub going like this. 
<laughs> at the time and I contacted 10 surgeons I got six responses I had four meetings and I made one sale but it's the it's the ideal target audience right so while other people in the company who had been doing it for years were selling websites for three or four thousand dollars the website that I sold that month was for twenty twenty five five thousand dollars or thereabouts and so of course the next month I just sent out more messages and it wasn't long before we grew that company from a hundred and sorry eight employees to 120 um, mm. had offices in every city in Australia and that's when I left and decided to specialize in LinkedIn marketing. Um, okay, that's a, that's a great journey. Um, so, so obviously you are successful on, on LinkedIn and you were successful on LinkedIn and uh, you grew from there. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, what do you think, um, uh, who is LinkedIn for and why is LinkedIn important in your business? Yeah, I, sure. So it's about relationships, creating relationships. And obviously, LinkedIn is about creating business relationships. Um, I think that um, if you're looking for to grow your career, if you're a student looking for, you know, guidance, mentorship, if you're a salesperson looking to grow your business, entrepreneur, uh, investor, um, raising capital, all, all these business opportunities, you know, if you if you contact somebody on Facebook and and say, "Hey, I noticed that you're an angel investor. I'd love to catch up with you for a coffee," it's it's not really appropriate for starters. Whereas on LinkedIn, it, it kind of is. It's set up like that. So you look at their profile. You can read what their professional background is. You can see what business contacts you have in common. So it's a, definitely a networking platform. It amazes me today when people say to me, "I say, how do you get how do you get customers?" They say, "Oh, I'm a member of." business networking international where they go to breakfast with 20 other business people every more uh, sorry every week uh, 20 people and they've got 620 million members on LinkedIn that they could be connecting with every single day um, and there's you know like it's like networking on steroids with every protein shake you possibly imagine. <laughs> um, I, love, I, I love it. And I think the content side of it allows you to connect. So you don't just start these relationships and start these conversations. You actually build, build relationships on mass as well, um, which is incredibly exciting. And, and, you know, like the other platforms and social media at the moment, you kind of got to, you got to invest to get in front of people. Whereas on LinkedIn, they've, made it so that the best content gets the most reach and uh, you don't have to spend a dollar. Mm. So that's, uh, that's actually very interesting because that's uh, kind of like a uh, segue to the next question which I have for you. So what do you see are the successful strategies on LinkedIn? Um, so the first one is, um, uh, well, it depends on your objective, of course, but like from a, a relationship building perspective, I think that um, a lot of people who had joined in the last couple of years go straight to posting content. I think the most uh, immediate way that you can generate uh, return on investment is by literally sending somebody a connection request saying, hey, I've had a look at your profile. I've noticed, you, you know, you know, this guy, you know, this guy. I'm interested in finding out more about this, about your business. Can we have a conversation? That's a great way to set up all these conversations that could lead to business. I think what the mistake that most people who do that do is they, they go, okay, I'm going to message these people and my outcome is to get a sale. But, but your outcome should be to start a conversation, not to get a sale because the reality is like you're not going to be able to help every single person that you find on LinkedIn. It's, you've got to find out if they have the problem you solve. 
Um, the second strategy is content, which is, you know, like it's a longer term strategy and a lot of people want rewards overnight. You know, we're impatient, we're selfish <laughs> and you've got to add value. So like, um, it, it goes against our na uh, nature as human beings. Like, uh, and I've had to learn this, you know, through just testing and everything. Like at the end of the day, I've got to care. Otherwise it won't work. <laughs> I'm like, who's this post for? Um, and so consistency builds trust. It's very much, very much like dating, you know, like it's all the things that you, you do right to end up with a ring on your finger um, is the same things that you do with content marketing and thought leadership. Um, but it takes a while, but after, like for me, it took, took two years. Um, and during those two years, it was extremely difficult to stay consistent because um, all my peers would say, why are you posting all those videos for? Look at Nathaniel with his, 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 posting these videos. It's like, thought I was doing it to get attention or something. And, and I don't know, maybe, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I was or not. But after two years, what I noticed was there was no competition. Like people stopped coming to me saying, hey, Nathaniel, um, we're getting quotes from three LinkedIn training companies. We'd like one from you. They're, now they're coming and saying, hey, Nathaniel, we follow your content. We're ready for LinkedIn training. What does it cost? Um, and so you eliminate competition in the long run. And that's what building brand is all about. Hmm. Okay. So uh, what I hear you saying that basically by engaging with, uh, with the customers first, with uh, figuring out who's your target audience, pinpointing that content to your target audience, engaging with the target audience, um, commenting on their post, building the trust, then you eliminating your competition and you basically, you're the, the leading voice of the industry. Is that what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it very much is. And, and I think that when people come up with this content marketing plan, um, they, they do look at who their target audience is, but then they do this big mistake next, which is what they, they then work out what they want to tell their target market. You shouldn't be working out what you want to tell them. You should be asking them what's going to add value to, to their lives. Um, very, very, very different. Um, and, and then you can evolve as well because you look at what's content's working, not in terms of what did you get out of it, but like what did they get out of it? Did they get value out of it? Um, I look, at, I look at content creators like Gary Vaynerchuk, a lot of the audience may be familiar with him, um, who talks about um, self-awareness, uh, relationships, not caring what other people's opinions are. All three topics he didn't touch on at all when he started posting content. It was all about business. This all came from his audience. That's why he's so incredibly successful at content marketing. Uh, Nat, I wanted to ask you another question. How often should I post in order to be seen by my target audience? What would you say on that? Uh, well, look, I, I was posting five times a day before COVID. And um, I have been posting in the last week, maybe once a day. This is the thing, right? It's like, it's, it's about how much value can you add? Because um, if, you, if you're posting one more time that day, is going to detract from the value you're providing. It's, it's going to lower your average, the value of each post, then don't do it, you know. But um, if you can consistently add a certain amount of value every day with a, one post, do it and, and be consistent with it. Um, you know, like I do notice a big drop off in the number of profile views that I get uh, when, I, when I stop being as consistent as I was before. It's not so much about how often I do it, it's about consistency. So 
uh, the, the news feed, as you, you'll notice, like at the top, it's, it says sort by and the, and the default is relevancy. Um, so the, the, if you posted last week and it's the most relevant post to that person who's looking at the news feed, it'll show up at the top. It doesn't matter if it was posted you know, in the last hour or last week. If it's more relevant, it'll, it'll show up towards the top. What do you see from your perspective is the best content which works on, on LinkedIn? Is it the short form, long form, text only, uh, with the picture, videos? What is it? Depends how good you are. Um, <laughs> attentions, attention spans are extremely limited. On average, if somebody presses play, which most people would just read the caption and not press play, but if somebody presses play on a video, after 10 seconds, 50% on average are not watching anymore. After a minute, 80% are not watching anymore. So if you're going to propose a 10-minute 10 10 minute video, you've got to be awesome <laughs> anyway, otherwise just people aren't going to see it like you know you're better off chopping it up into five videos yeah um what do you think about linkedin live um look i i think that if you look at like tv um or, or uh any any form of entertainment live is always like the most appealing to people people put like pay-per-view and and facebook and stuff like that so there's that side of it which i think is awesome um, I think it's cool that you can interact with your audience while you're doing it. It's a bit, it's a bit delayed. Um, the delay is getting shorter, which is cool. It's like 15 seconds now. Um, it's uh, because it's still in beta version. Like we get naturally more reach because um, I think people get notified in it that we're going live. So one thing I've noticed when I started like working out my live strategy was like, well, you know, these people, these all these content creators going live, who's being consistent? There's no consistency. Like, it's still very immature. So I decided that every Monday night, no matter what, at 6 p.m., I would go live. And that has been, like, so challenging for me. <laughs> like, I just, it's, it's a, I guess it's my personality. But, like, you can imagine, you know, it's like a long weekend. You just got back from the beach and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Ten minutes, I'm supposed to be going live. Um, but consistency is everything. So like turn the camera on, let's go, here we are, and we make it happen. Um, and eventually you learn and you, and you get a bit more prepared. I, I love live um, video at the moment. It, it is, it, it actually has a, this is weird, but it, this, this is one of the things that the LinkedIn algorithm will work out pretty quickly, but it's actually had a negative impact on the rest of my content. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Like the live does well. So it shows all my lives at the top and it's, it lowers the engagement on the rest of the content. LinkedIn will start to work that out. Um, the algorithm is always evolving. I don't know if you've ever checked out the engineering blog, but like, <laughs> wow, the amount of um, people and attention that they've got into making this thing serve us better content is, is amazing. So it's always changing. It's interesting that you're talking about engagement um, uh, and uh, number of profile views and things like that, which we, um, which probably people are checking on a on a regular basis. What do you think about all this uh, lion um, uh, concept? You know, the LinkedIn open networking concept, which is flooding the LinkedIn right now, and and many people they are asking me as well. You know, what do you think about that? What do you personally think about this uh, LinkedIn open networking concept? Um, depends what your objective is. Like, to be honest, mo I think I'd imagine most people who are watching this are business owners and, and marketers and, and serious about their careers. Um, in which case, 
like, uh, like put it this way. If you had a hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn, full stop, that, that doesn't mean you, you could not pay your rent next week. Like it doesn't mean abs- it means nothing, but if you had 10 people that you could call up and you say, Hey, I'm in your city and they'd offer you like a dinner and somewhere to stay and you ha- have a real relationship with them like that, that actually means something. So it's about ha- having a relationship with people being an open networker is a little bit like being the, um, Oh, I can't use this analogy. Can I, <laughs> I was going to say, it's a little bit like, um, standing on the corner and saying, look, I will serve anyone because you're not on LinkedIn to network with everybody. Like how can you truly add value if you're doing that? If you're doing it, you're chasing vanity metrics, which is the number of followers. And the reason that people do that is for two reasons. One is it's it's um, so they can mislead people into thinking that they're better at what they do than they are. So it's very similar to like being a best-selling author on Amazon, but you're in like the medieval category with like, you know, your mum bought a copy, you bought a copy, and now you're the bestseller for that day. And you'll run around telling people, I'm a best-selling author by my book. It's very misleading. It's very dishonest. Um, so there's that thing. And then there's also like insecurity. So social media brings out a lot of um, people who are insecure. Like if you want attention, post a motivational quote on Instagram. Bang, you've got it. So like it's it's the same thing with number of followers, number of likes, number of comments. So like LinkedIn Open Networker, which is what Lion stands for, is 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 a way to achieve both of those outcomes that do not re- relate at all to business objectives. Very similar to engagement pods. And, you know, I when I que- question people on this, like I get a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback, because you've got to understand this is related to people's identity. Like they... They're like, no, LinkedIn's working for me. I have 50,000 followers. I get 100, 100 likes every time I do a post. I'm really good at LinkedIn. But but when they come time to pay their rent or they come as time to, um, you know, pay their staff at the end of the month, it, they're, they're having a moment where they're like, I don't know, they're not fulfilled at all because it's not translating into return on investment. And, and it's not like I'm selfish and looking for sales all the time. I know I'm going on a bit of a rant all the time. Uh, ran at the moment but it's not like i'm chasing sales it's a, it's just that return on investment is is a real measure of value a real measure of value like connecting with somebody so they connect with you back is not the only value there is you've made them feel significant and they feel made you feel significant that's it if you take away that connection or you take away that like or you take away that comment there's no real relationship there because there's no value being added and so you don't actually even learn how to add value so I really, you know, encourage people if you want long-term success in business to stay away from doing those things because you, you miss all of the learning opportunities. Obviously, uh, again, you, you've been on LinkedIn forever and um, you've seen it. Um, I don't want to say I've seen it all, but you have a lot of experiences. Have you ever had any any bad experience with LinkedIn or some awkward conversation or something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. I have. I have. Um, see, people think that uh, women are the only ones that get sexually, sexual content sent to them on LinkedIn. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like, um, <laughs> and you got to wonder, like, you know, if, um, if someone's trying to get you in trouble or <laughs> what's going on. That's got to be the most weird thing. Um, I've, I've had to block a few people because of what they call trolling as well. Like, um, there's some people that, um, like, I guess you call them haters or, or 
some people that have a problem with you sharing your opinion or being out there sometimes it's that you're doing something that they are afraid to do so i don't really like i can't be bothered with that stuff so i kind of block those people um i have been restricted from adding connections on linkedin about seven times now this is this is a the reason behind that at the start it was just like oh okay wow i can add anyone i'll just add 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 all the surgeons i can i can find in australia um and and that's the first time and then you get a slap on the wrist and and then i and then i started to realize oh well if we're doing for this for clients we we need to know where the boundaries are like how many can you how many connection requests can you send in a day um well we'll test it we'll find out um, by using my account. And I think the last time I got restricted, it was like we were negotiating on like buying a LinkedIn recruiter license, which is 15,000 Australian dollars a year. And I'm like just about to sign. And I said to the salesperson, I've got a condition. <laughs> You've you got to lift the restriction on me sending connection requests. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's not something that's the end of the world, but I've never had a client banned, which I'm extremely proud of. <laughs> Okay. Do you have anyone uh, in terms of LinkedIn you follow, like um, your LinkedIn guru, somebody who you look up to? Look, I, I don't know. Um, I think that, like, I look at them as, as creators, which like, I think you can learn a lot from a lot of um, most, most people. But in terms of like LinkedIn specifically, <clears throat> I like to follow Mark Boris. I like Jules Lund, um, who, the founder of Tribe. Um, I like... Um, uh, da, 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 da. Sally Illingworth is a good creator. Like, so I get little bits of insights from all these people. Um, I like uh, Lisa Tay. A lot of these people I've interviewed as well, you know, um, collaborated with. And they, they all share one thing in common. They're all just adding value to their audience, you know. Um, I consume content on other platforms as well, like Instagram. And I, I look at the way that they share their content and try... I think that because LinkedIn lags behind the other platforms a bit, sometimes you can you can learn a lot from the other platforms and applying it to LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. So like on on Instagram, like by far, like Gary V, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, these these guys are smashing it. Brooke Volonovich, who's here in Perth um, on Instagram, um, is awesome. I mean, the list goes on and on. What's his name? Um, even podcasts, like I love, I love podcast listening to podcasts. Tom Bew, he's awesome. Yeah, Tom Bew, check him out. <laughs> okay, okay, um, cool enough. Uh, you were, you touch upon that uh, that uh, you're spending time on some other social media platforms. Uh, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn? So this is the interesting thing, right? Because this might be why I'm posting less. Because before COVID, I had a rule. I I, I stopped driving and I got Ubers everywhere. And so whenever I was in an Uber, I would do a post and respond to comments. And so that would happen like five times a day. Um, and now I don't get Ubers anymore. So it's like, a, you know, but probably an hour, hour and a half. Um, I, I, have, I have some support as well. Uh, Gemma, who works with me, she's very helpful in managing my inbox. And like, she'll help me sometimes engaging. Like if a, if a piece of content goes viral, Sometimes we need help, like responding to everybody. Yeah, so like I think you get to a point where you do need support, um, but if you if you do get to that level, then you need a whole new set of skills in order to maintain authentic relationships. Um, it, yeah. Okay. What would you say that are the common mistakes people are making on LinkedIn? 
well, yes, yeah, first of all, their, their profile. So the um, LinkedIn was originally set up as a Rolodex of CVs. So if you're looking for to get more clients, um, a CV is not what you want your LinkedIn profile to look like. You, it needs to be in customer-centric language, um, needs to... You just need to be thinking about what the customer might be interested in and might be searching for. Get your photograph. Like your photograph has to be professional. It has to, when I say professional, I don't mean it has to be in a suit and tie. I mean, it has to be a good quality photograph. Um, it, it needs to stand out from, from the crowd. I think a lot of people are like, they look at, they look at personal branding and they're like, oh, I've got to be like Gary Vee. I've got to be like Nathaniel Bibby. I've got to be like Tony Robbins. And so they, they move further away from the actual goal, which is being authentic and finding, you know, being who you are. Like what makes people really connect with me and like me is like things like, I like hip hop, Biggie Smalls. I like, um, I'm very honest about, you know, my uh, shortcomings. I'm very real about a lot of stuff. I think that those are the things that people connect with. I swear my mum hates it, uh, but I do that. <laughs> Um, but it's just it's just being authentic, which which makes people relate to you. At the end of the day, we're all human beings, and I think that it, it, like at some point, you know, it's okay to be proud of who you are. Like I think you know, I mean you know that's the ultimate goal. Like if you're pretending to be something else on social media, it's a big no no. So yeah, the the next thing is like it, th thinking that social media is all about you. Like I always. Like LinkedIn trainers are, are very good at this. They they all like do their presentation and they're like, so I did this and then I got this and I got that and I did this and I got that and I won this award and and like it's everyone's looking at it going yeah that's awesome man well done like that's so cool what a cool story but what do they walk away from it with you know like it's about it's about adding value it's not about you so like if you if you think you're teaching somebody some something call them up after the the, the lesson and say what did you learn because if they didn't learn anything you haven't taught them anything <laughs> it's not it's not just about what you think you've you know it's about um the value that is actually received at the other end which has been a big learning curve for me i like i'm, not, I'm very impatient i talk quickly i jump around a lot i've had to learn how to deliver content in a way that people can consume it so they actually get the value that i'm trying to provide hmm. okay um Actually, actually, that's that's kind of interesting, you know, talking about your your personality being authentic and all that. Uh, do you think that people should share some personal things on the LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, if you were at a at a networking function at the bar in the lobby of the Marriott Hotel, for example, um, and you went up to a bunch of people in suits. Like, what, what would you talk about? Like, because it should be the same thing. Like, it's not like you would talk up, you walk up to them and say, hey, I'm um, Nathaniel Bibby. I can help you grow your business on LinkedIn. You should really lo lo like sign up for a coaching call. Like, of course not. I'd be like, hey, how's it going, guys? Did you watch Man United on the weekend? You know, I don't know. But like, it, it would be more personal than that. And I think that we've got to remember that it's people in, on the other end and, and try and start a conversation, not try and get a outcome or a sale or whatever it is that the ultimate you know end game might be um because you're not trying to get a sale you're trying to have a conversation um and if you're in sales like you never want to sell to somebody unless you you've heard from them that they've told you they've got a problem that you know that you can solve 
if you start selling to them before that, you just come across as needy. You come across as somebody that doesn't care who they do business with. You lower your value. It's a huge amount. It's like, a, it's, like going, it's, it's like being a doctor, right? It's like being a doctor and, and me jumping on a call with you and saying, you, you need to buy the cure for coronavirus. I can cure, I can cure coronavirus. I can, and I will go on about it for an hour. And, you're, and at the end of the hour, you're like, uh, I, haven't, I haven't got coronavirus. What a waste of time. Yeah, it's, it's uh, very, very interesting that, um, you know, I think, I think uh, we, all of us, uh, we kind of, sometimes we tend to become uh, um, very salesy, even though we, we don't know about it. We are leading people to, to, our, to our products. And, and we think that people are not stupid, but uh, the people are pretty smart, right? Like uh, you feel that the questions are leading you somewhere that at the end of the day or at the end of that, that, that question is some kind of sale or conversion or something. And you're just trying to wind people in, the, in, that, in, that your, in that your net or whatever, right? Because like I'll message somebody and, and I'll say, hey, I'm interested in learning more about you, what you do. Let's hop on a call. And they'll say to me, what are you selling? <laughs> you know, the message me said, what are you selling? And I've literally looked at my client's inbox and they get that question too. And they write back and they're like, oh, well, I'm selling this. <laughs> it's like, uh, and so when I get that question, like, I'm like, well, I'm not selling anything. I'm just trying to work out if there's an opportunity for me to add value to what you're doing or not. Um, and that's, and that those people like who get those messages, send those messages a, and some of them end up buying a lot of a lot more end of those guys end up buying than the people that don't push back um so it's a mentality you don't want to sell to people you just want to find out if you if they have the problem that you solve and if they do it's your responsibility to help them like they want to solve the problem they they people if they have a problem they want to buy because they've got a problem they want to solve it so like if you know if my floor's dirty i want to buy a broom right I just don't want someone to come and sell me a broom without explaining to me what it does, like, you know, or why I need it. It's actually very interesting. I had a um, conversation just not not long time ago with uh, with someone, and um, uh, she was telling me that what she does whenever she posts the content, she's really looking for the people in that comment section. You know, they express some kind of need, some kind of uh, difficulty which they are in. She jumps on those and uh, she offers them free, uh, um, you know, free. Uh, added content or advanced content which they can help them and only based on that she's building those relationships which then leads uh, to uh, to a conversion or some some kind of sale so i think i think we both of us we were talking about gary v or we both of us like gary v he talking about this jab 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 right hook right uh, so I think I think now it's more than than ever. Uh, not just jab jab jab. I, I think it's even more than that. Yeah, that you need to really give 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 give, and only then, or maybe even more than that. I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, yeah, it's jab 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 right hook. But 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 the right hook, like, it's not it's not like. Like Gary Vee says, um, it's an ask. You ask for something or you, you promote something. But the way I think about it is like, it's like value, 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 massive value. You know, like it's so massive that they pay for it because if they don't pay for it, they're not going to, they're not going to get the value. Like you, you, you tell me like you go to a restaurant and you pay $500 for to take your wife out for dinner. Are you going to appreciate it more than if you paid $50 for the dinner like you probably will like you're probably if you go to seminar you pay a thousand dollars to be at a seminar are you going to take more notes than if you paid a hundred dollars to be there probably 
it's an in indicative measure of value. Um, and people, if they don't know, if they don't know where, who's the best, they'll often pick the most expensive because they just assume that they're the best. Uh, I do it when I go grocery shopping, right? I'm terrible at grocery shopping. I hate grocery shopping, right? And so when my girlfriend says to me, you know, get some um, Greek yogurt, I don't want to get the wrong one. <laughs> so I was like, which one's the most expensive? Okay, that'll, be, that'll probably be right. <laughs> Matt, um, thank you very much for talking to us. But uh, very last question, which I wanted to ask you, I don't want to take any more of your time. Uh, last question, which I want to ask you, Imagine that there is somebody who is just starting on LinkedIn. What would be your uh, advice? How to start on LinkedIn? Uh, okay, so the first thing is your photograph. Like that's the most important thing. Get all of the things that LinkedIn suggests that you do to get your profile to what they call like an all-star status. I think it's about seven criteria, education, experience. Just, just complete that stuff that they ask you to. Um, and then you want to grow your network over 500 plus connections so, and start with the people that you already know. Um, they may not be your clients or potential clients. They may be your mum and dad and they may be your you know, le lecturer at uni. But, it, but you start building your network, your second degree network will grow, which means you can access all of their referral networks, which is where the opportunity is. Um, and once you get over 500, the, the LinkedIn sort of says 500 plus there's a huge herd mentality, like people want to be connected to connected people. The conversion rate, when you send a connection request, when you've got 499 connections, um, is 30% lower than uh, when you've got 500 plus connections. Just because people look at it and go, oh, well, other people think he's all right. <laughs> you know, um, I'll, I'll follow the herd. Like, it's just, just massive herd mentality. That's why our face, like, our, that's why people get lost in the vanity metrics, the followers and stuff like that because um, they assume that everyone's going to follow them. But what's going to happen is you get this attention, but you don't build any trust. And so you always need to get new attention. The only way to build an audience is you, you get the attention, build trust, you keep the attention, then you get more attention, build trust, you keep the attention. Then that's how you build a, a real audience, um, attention and trust. And so if you, if you keep those two things in mind and you focus on... Uh, what's in it for the people that you are connecting with in the audience that you have rather than what you're trying to get out of it then in the long run you will do really well on social media but look there's no mis you can't do anything wrong like everything that i know i've learned by doing things wrong so even when you're doing things wrong you're you're, you're you know well done like well done because most people are trying if you're failing you've done something better than them <laughs> Fantastic. Now, thank you very much for, for talking to us today. It was awesome. Please, uh, can you tell us uh, just um, where people can find you? Uh, well, yeah, of course, they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I also like dump a lot of um, long form content on YouTube. Um, so search me up there. And uh, the Nathaniel Bibby podcast is starting to take off as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big believer in like making the most of your time. And I think audio while you're exercising and all that sort of stuff is really valuable. Um, so I'm getting like getting all my, my best content onto Spotify, iTunes and all that sort of stuff at the moment. Um, but yeah, look forward to connecting with you guys. Like I, I do my best to respond to all of the messages and, and comments and tags and things um, that, I, that I do get and uh, appreciate um, all the support. And uh, yeah, like wish you nothing but success. Now, thank you very much once again. It was absolutely fantastic to talk to you. A lot of, lot of wisdom out, the, uh, out of Australia. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, uh, it was excellent. Thank you very much for your time.
No worries. Thank you.